Bye. Short Bus Debate Club. It's a bus. Rolling. get on board. <laughs> Hello, I'm Darren Jolly. <laughs> it's time to get this short bus started, so let's roll and on with the show. Hello people, welcome to Short Bus Debate Club. This is the Friday episode where we are going to talk about freedom of expression. Um, I'm Brian Courtney, of course Darren Jolly is here with me. Hello. So. Hello. Um, freedom of expression, I know we've kind of touched on it in at least one other episode, if not multiples, because um, I know I talked about the different viruses that they use to track the way we uh, speak and write and whatever. Um, so, I mean, this is important to me, but I know it's important to you as well, so what do you have to say about it? Uh, I mean, it touches, dude, freedom of expression touches everything, everything that we do. Um, and it's curious how hyper-aggressive, like, people get uh, if you fall outside of a certain uh, mindset. Like, I, I remember during the 2020 elections, Tulsi Gabbard said that she went to go see... Uh, visit with the Assad, and this is while things had not gone so crazy in, in Syria yet. It was, I think it was 20, 2016, 2017, around the time that she went, after she had already uh, basically uh, separated herself from the, the DNC, um, saying that she wouldn't uh, support Hillary after they totally fucked over uh, Bernie in 2016. Um, but they, throughout the uh, election, um, there was a specific demographic of people that were inside... Bernie never said this. It's a very important thing to, to take note of. I don't even remember uh, Elizabeth Warren ever saying it, but everybody else that was in, on that stage would call her an Assad stooley, an Assad apologist, because she had an idea that fell outside the lines of what the existing uh, foreign policy establishment positions are. So this is one instance where you say one thing, and there's this entire system, like, and, and, and they all move against you. And nobody, it, it, it's not like they give you a, give each other a hand signal. They all know what the policy positions are, and they fucking just crush you for it. And that isn't just something that happens for politicians. It's something that happens writ large throughout, throughout society. Whether you're talking about, you, you might make a comment or send an article on Facebook about uh, the Wuhan, Wuhan uh, facility and... National Institute of Health, and there's this thing on Facebook or on Twitter or on any of these huge uh, tech platforms, and all of a sudden below uh, your comment, uh, there's, you know, read this, this is the truth about COVID-19, blah, 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 connection. So um, it's this this uh, impingement on uh, our free expression is, is so, it's, 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 if you're not paying attention, it's subtle. If you're paying attention, it's it's in your face, you know. But for most people that are kind of like sleepwalking through these things and don't get into it like the dorks like Brian and I are, um, they don't realize that this is a it's an ever present battle. Well, I don't want to go too far off base, but just you know, with you talking about her going to Syria, um, you know, if somebody that wasn't famous, that wasn't a politician, tried to do that 
not their freedom of expression, but more than likely they would just get fucking arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes for m- most of those countries in the Middle East. If you are going over there, then all of a sudden you're going to support terrorism. Um, and I know a lot of people were arrested in the United States at multiple airports for, for doing that. So, you know, it isn't just politicians, it is everybody. Um, but that doesn't have jack shit to do with freedom of expression. So, well, unless you want to express yourself by flying and talking to terrorists. Well, the only reason why I brought up the Tulsi example is because she, she, she made comments about a different way of doing foreign policy with Syria. And when she said those things, this gigantic set of jaws came down. So meaning that like you can't, there are certain things that you can't say. And if you do say them, then there is an organized position against you that will. And it, there's different levels of uh, response depending on how aggressive you are, how far along in the process, how much success you've had in trying to persuade people. The more success you have, the more aggressive the state's going to become. All right, I'm shutting up now for a minute. No, no, that's fine. I think that... Well, I was going to say I think that's great. It's not great. Um, I think that it's great that you wanted to talk about it that much, though. Um, So freedom of expression is covered under the First Amendment, right? Um, And that covers freedom of press. That covers the right to assemble. That covers basically anything we could do to express ourselves it, it no petitioning petitioning the government all all of that good shit right and pretty much on every facet of that they've kind of put a nail in it in one way or the other they might not have hammered it all the way in but they're you know putting a nail there as a reminder that they're going to um you know, freedom of press, they ha- you know, we're not doing like China or Russia, the Ukraine, where we're arresting and or murdering um, journalists. But Saudi, Saudi Arabia, since they cut. Yeah, there, yeah, there are some issues globally with expression. Um, but I think a lot of that is because the press is controlled by these by the government who puts pressure on the huge conglomerates and the conglomerates who do business with the government and so all of these people know you can't say this or you can't say that so i'm not even sure if freedom of the press is truly free even though we're not arresting journalists and and throwing them in jail that was kind of what i was saying about like when when a person makes a comment and there's like these, uh, these actors that like, uh, like if you, if you came out and, uh, every, if, if, if you're a part of a certain team, like if you're a part of the Hillary Clinton, you know, uh, the, the, the so-called left plus the neocon team, if you say something about Ukraine right now, that is critical. If you even, I mean, my God, those, those, those people in Congress, they send a fucking letter, 30 people send a letter and this entire like system, like there was stuff that was being said on on MSNBC, you know, about it immediately. You know, there are apologists for 
uh, they're Putin pawns, you know, they're Putin puppets. They're apologists for for the evils of, you know, an unprovoked uh, attack on Ukraine. You know, I mean, just so many actors like immediately came out and said that the second that they just dispatch a letter saying, maybe we could think of, of a diplomatic outcome instead of just sending billions and billions of dollars over there and letting a bunch of Ukrainians and Russians die. I mean, like, because that's not a part of the game plan. That's not a part of it. So the the press jumped on him. Everybody in the political uh, sphere jumped on him. It was very weird. Well, so that, and again, you know, we've talked about this in other episodes, but that still, it, it leads me to believe how much can we believe the press, mainstream media, MSNBC, um, CNN, all of those guys, Fox, whoever, um, NBC, CBS, ABC, those guys. If they are truly working for them and them could be the conglomerates or the government or both, then we know they have no risk of being arrested, but we also know that what they're telling us isn't probably true at all, or at least not the whole truth. You know, they're leaving key parts out because of whatever reason they're protecting someone or it makes the story less viable or whatever. Um, so, I mean, do you want to keep talking about the journalism thing or do you want to talk about freedom of expression from, like, the citizenry standpoint? Well, I, I mean, I, I, I don't, I just, in my mind, I don't segregate all those things. They all are sort of, like, happening at the same time, right? So, like, for instance, like, this is, this is what, so when you, when we started talking about it, there was, there was something that came out on Halloween that, like, really kicked me in the fucking teeth. Um, and, uh. So on April 27th, 2022, uh, there was an announcement that was made from the Department of the Homeland Department of Homeland Security uh, regarding the creation of a disinformation governance board. All right, uh, the idea, uh, their mandate is to advise intelligence spaces with regards to uh, areas where people are engaging in disinformation. Right. Uh, the head of it was the uh, the scal named Nina Jankowitz. Um, Nina Jankowitz is is sort of like one of those sort of insiders that, that that's tied to Obama Clinton. And so, like when it came out, uh, the immediate reaction from uh, like li- like liberal libertarian rep, right, you know, like the 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 people that are hyper concerned about uh, centralization of power. Um, there was a giant backlash from that specific demographic on the right. Uh, they they critiqued uh, Jankowitz because uh, she's hardly an impartial actor. She was a, she was very um, she she put all of her uh, eggs in one basket with the Steele dossier, alleging that Trump had a relationship with Russia that of course never was uh, proven. Um, she uh, put forth the idea that Hunter Biden's laptop um, was given, uh, that it was just disinformation that wasn't really his laptop when it turns out that it was definitely his laptop as a way of trying to deflect right before the election. Um, so the civil, uh, the, the, other, the other people in the civil, civil libertarian critique, uh, they pointed out the fact that it was like a very Orwellian concept like the Ministry of Truth, right? Um, so 
because the backlash was so pronounced and so quick, three weeks after the announcement of the creation of the board, the board uh, was publicly disbanded or put them pause, we'll say. They said they didn't disband it, they put it on pause and and Yankowitz allegedly from, uh, said, well, if you're gonna put it on pause, then I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna dis dissociate myself with it. So she, she left, right? So ultimately um, in the immediate aftermath, um, uh, this other writer who is, uh, she writes for the Washington Post, mostly she writes, she does freelance stuff, but her name is Taylor Lorenz. She's one of these, uh, individuals that works inside of the mainstream media that writes on behalf of, of again that that specific demographic and she gets really she gets really defensive she says you know this is just a right-wing um uh, disinformation act against uh, a a good faith actor in, in yankowitz and she goes on and on about it in a million different places but ultimately what happens in that moment is she sets the playing field to where the the left have their version of what disinformation disinformation is, and the right has their version of what disinformation is, leaving anything that exists outside of those spaces as absolute disinformation and isn't even you know a part of of being on the playing field. So that's so basically, then anything we type into whatever Facebook, Twitter, our telephone, yeah, anything at that point, if the right if it doesn't fall under their definition and the left, it doesn't fall under their definition, then we get a check. You're going to get a check mark. Yes, exactly. So, um, and, and so, yeah, and I'll get like, so on Halloween, uh, Ken Klippenstein releases this article in the intercept where, uh, he had some, uh, connections inside the department of Homeland security, um, inside the FBI. And there was also a, a case that was filed uh, by the Missouri attorney general, um, and inside this case, uh, there was all kinds of uh, declassified papers that talked about the nature of what this governance board was supposed to do. Um, really, really uh, interesting stuff. But uh, what Klippenstein figured out was that while they disbanded the board, um, that uh, the the charge is still functioning. Like this, just because you get rid of them publicly, they're still going to do it uh, privately. So. Um, and what they're targeting, um, according to this uh, document that he got from uh, that case that the attorney, Missouri Attorney General um, uh, got through FOIA, uh, was they're targeting information regarding uh, the origins of COVID, so anything that we'll talk about the Hunan lab and the, the National Institute of Health, uh, information on the efficacy of the COVID vaccine, uh, racial justice, U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, and of course the nature of U.S. support in Ukraine. And another thing that they talk about in this is that Facebook created a special porter, portal for the Department of Homeland Security and other government and private partners uh, so that they could report these activities back and forth with regards to disinformation. And the last thing that's important is that uh, disinformation is never defined in any of this. So there's a relative level of ambiguity that can shift depending on what the policy aims of the people who are in those positions that are uh constructing those spaces observing what it is that you and i and everyone else is is doing so no freedom of expression no freedom of expression and no no right to privacy which i understand that the right to privacy is not guaranteed in the constitution i i the the verbiage is never there um but you know the first amendment 
kind of covers some of it. Um, if you consider no quarter or, or no, no quartering soldiers during peacetime, you know, a right to privacy or at least part of it. Um, then the third, um, the fourth, you know, so if you take components of a lot of the Bill of Rights, then the right to privacy is there. And um, Justice Lewis Brandeis said that in 1920, um, and he said that the, the first was was really part of it. Um, and then he kind of threw the ninth and the fifth in there, which I didn't think the fifth. But anyway, um, so that's where kind of this idea of the right to privacy comes from. But you talk about the portals from Facebook and probably Twitter and wherever else, you know, the that virus that was on all of the Samsung TVs, there was a virus that they had placed in an H, all uh, HP computers for a long time. So basically, you know, we can kind of figure out that the government is working with these large corporations so that they can fucking mic us. Um, you know, so we don't even have freedom of freedom of expression in our house um, because all likelihood says that whatever we say is going back somewhere. I mean, Comcast, if you've got the, the X1 box and the remote, then there's a fucking mic on that thing. So, and I don't know that, I mean, Comcast bought Westinghouse and Westinghouse owned NBC, so now Comcast owns NBC and yeah, yeah. all of this shit. So now Comcast is this huge fucking company that not only deals in media, but who knows what else. So why wouldn't that mic that's sitting on your fucking coffee table just be sending a steady fucking stream of information back to whoever? Um, whether you're sleeping and it's just fucking snoring sounds, whether you're fucking and it's moaning sounds, or whether you're talking shit about the government. I'm glad you threw the moaning sounds in there. We, <laughs> this, this has been kind of, it's been kind of heavy, so sometimes you got to throw the moaning sounds. <clears throat> but how much? How would you? How would you store that? I mean, how does? How would that function? Like, I don't understand technologically how that would function. Like, how much space? To, to, to have uh, that that information to go back, you know, and, and, and of course, again, audio file is not going to be as big as a, as, a, as a video file because you have both sound sound and, but I mean, what? Well, and they can compress the shit out of the stuff until they use it. Um, but just to give you an idea, like when all of the, the pictures and everything started going back and forth from phone to phone and computer to computer. Uh -huh. Our storage needs went from like terabytes to petabytes, and a petabyte is a huge fucking amount of information. So we should put all the petabytes in jail. Oh. <laughs> um, the audio yeah, files yeah. could be stored, you know, fairly simply, so and they many, could be is analyzed. A, what is a peta, what is a petabyte then? So a petabyte, I think, is. 12,000 gigabytes, but I'm not sure. Why do they do it like that? Why wouldn't they just do it by adding zeros? Didn't we learn anything from standard and metric? How fucking stupid we are? 
a petabyte is a million gigabytes. Okay, so it is by zeros then. Okay. And terabytes. Well, kind of. Ter terabytes is, a, is what? It's 10. Um, so a petabyte is 1,024 terabytes. Um, it's, it's a fucking ton of storage. So current US. With that storage, I mean, obviously, even if you compress it, that storage demand would be gigantic. I mean, it would have to be so. Oh, it's fucking huge, yeah, dude. So. I mean, it's it's out of control how much we're fucking storing. And so a lot of it, I'm sure, because now with the way that the Patriot Act is written, they can fucking analyze anything they want at any time. And if they get in trouble for it, then they can say, well, it was exigent circumstances. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure in order to sort of cut back on the shit, because I mean, really for the most part, and you know, when we did the short bus poker tour and we recorded all that shit, we had like eight hours of stuff and we, maybe 30 minutes of it was funny, dude. We've, we've been on the short bus for a long time. <laughs> so... so and we thought that that was going to be fucking hysterical, dude. So, you know, if they're recording people yeah, 24 hours a day, most of it's of garbage. Yeah. Um, but they've got algorithms that they can throw in there where if somebody says COVID or somebody says bomb or somebody yeah. says whatever, it'll flag that file um, because it's probably automatically putting metadata on it. Yeah. But somebody might be throwing the metadata on there and moving trash one way and valuable data so, the other. So what you're saying is that if a person says COVID or if a person says Ukraine, right, then automatically, like if they were doing a podcast and it got put on the internet and you said all those things 1,600 times, then you would have lots of check marks next to your name. Well, dude, I'm fairly sure they're listening to us anyway. Somebody in Ashburn, Virginia is downloading our shit all the time. I was just being ironic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we need do to do you out. have to say Ashburn or or Virginia? Is, is that okay? Can you say Ronald Reagan? <laughs> um, anyway, there's, there's a shit ton of data out there. And that's, you know, I don't know how to, to put that into context. Because to me, it's more of a privacy intrusion. But you should be able to express yourself freely, at least in your fucking house. Why would you create a line, though? I mean, that's that's why when I when I hear people say like that, privacy is not. And I know that like technically, we can say technically that the word privacy is not used, right? But so you said you you, you got kind of hung up on the fifth. Well, I mean. I, I don't, I have the right to not incriminate myself, you know? So that means I can keep my acts inside of my mind without sharing them with you because legally I don't have to incriminate myself. Right. right. That's, that is, that is privacy objectively, you know, not just my interpretation of what it is that private privacy is, you know? And like you said about the not having to quarter soldiers, you know I mean? The, like half of the tropical disposition uh, within the constitution. I mean, you have, you have essentially two, two huge ideas. One is that there's a, there's a division, but a connection between the government and the people, right? The government is not, you, you don't want to be like the, the crown where everybody can get in your space. And the other is, is the divided powers that like connect it both uh, at, at the federal and then in 
connecting to the state level. So you, there's supposed to be a space between you, you and the government, meaning privacy, right? I mean, that's what that means, you know, if there's, and then, then the construction of the government doesn't ever get, it's not supposed to consolidate to one, one space. I mean, that's why you divide everything up in those, those areas. No, I'm, I'm down with yeah. that. I just, the only reason that I say that is because of the, not the legal definition, but just the idea that, I mean, because again, to me, regardless of, if I'm a fucking deaf mute yeah. and you come in to my house, mm -hmm. that's a breach of privacy as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm not expressing shit because I'm a deaf mute, you know, and you can't fucking mic hand signals and fucking sign language. Yeah. So... You know what I mean, but still, in these contexts, though, even though privacy is a part of it, we're talking about you're talking about our my my conversations being downloaded. So that is my my thoughts, my ideas, my you it know. Is. I mean, that's why it's it's all part of the same sphere, you know. And that's why I mean, like using disinformation as a way of you know manipulating your way into people's spaces. I mean, like one of the things that I read I read the full article before we we started. Um, I actually subscribed to them on Substack, which was kind of expensive, but um, the article uh, talked about, um, God damn it, I'm losing my brain here, privacy, uh, expression, uh, fuck, I can't fucking remember what I was saying. I'll come back to it in a minute. Assembly? No, no. Um, the right to petition? No, it'll, it's, it's not like that. It's not like a, a, an enumerated uh, space. Um Talk, just start talking. It'll come back to me. Well, second. so this is what I'm confused about, yeah. is why the right has a definition and the left has a definition. Because the definition of disinformation is false information as about a country's military strength or plans disseminated by government or intelligence agency in a hostile act of tactile political subversion. And then it, the second definition is deliberately misleading or biased information, manipulative narrative or facts, propaganda. So there shouldn't be a right and a left definition of this. I know, I know. But there shouldn't be those two definitions. There's just a definition. So if you're fucking misleading people about COVID or the way trains run or whatever, then that's disinformation. So the way, the way trains run, <laughs> dude. We went four wheeling up by Rollinsville, uh -huh. you know where the train tracks go. Yeah, under the mountain to Winter Park. Yeah, I used to go see shows up in Rollinsville. Yeah. So Rhonda and I went all the way up to the mountain, and there's fucking cameras and shit everywhere, and there's these things saying you cannot enter here. And I don't know if they put that up after 9-11 or not, but they're fucking serious about it, dude. Like, I kept walking up because I wanted to see what went on the other side of the mountain. And Rondo was with me, but these alarms started going off. And then somebody started, like, yelling in English. And then they switched languages, and my sister fucking bolted the other way, and I kept walking up. But the alarms never stopped. So I finally stopped and turned around and, and went the other way. But the reason I said when the trains are running is because when you're dealing with transportation, 
the United States government has a tendency to get kind of freaked out yeah, about shit yeah. like that. Well, airplanes would have been a better, you know. <laughs> I don't know, dude. They were pretty fucking serious about those trains. Is that what, so you, what was that? You don't have any idea why, and why the fuck are they speaking, yelling in a different language at you? So that I'm guessing if somebody walks over there that doesn't speak English, they know they're not supposed to be there. I don't know. It was in a bunch of different languages, and there were signs in multiple languages, Why too. What the fuck were you, what is going on there? So I think it's because they're so serious about it. So imagine if you, again, this is not what I'm planning on doing. I don't want any of you to do it. I'm telling them why. This is Brian's disclaimer. So imagine if one of the trains going through is carrying volatile chemicals or or whatever, and you bring that tunnel down. Um, you have basically just, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I'm I'm guessing that that's why I don't think Talk it has. I don't think it has anything to do with somebody being hit by a train because otherwise they'd have the warnings farther down, but they were fucking, and I don't know if it's the same on the other side, on the winter park side. I don't know if it's the same, but on that Rollinsville side, it's serious shit. So it was next to the spot where the train enters the tunnel. That's fucking weird. It's really kind of a cool place, man. It's like where, there's a bunch of little houses kind of speckled on the mountain, and I'm guessing that that's where, like, railroad workers used to live and make sure there was no snow on the track yeah, and stuff. Time. Yeah, different time for sure. Um, but, you know, you're not allowed to really explore up there. And nothing happened. I mean, they probably took my picture 60 fucking times or something, um, and like I said, yelled at me in a bunch of different languages, but that's it. No cops came. That is fucking hilarious. That's, that's hilarious that they had that much. Like, I guess, I, I mean, I guess there are things that have happened that I have no idea about that would uh, maybe dictate that they allegedly need something like that. Well, and I don't even know. I mean, as far as I can tell, the only train that runs on that fucking track is the Winter Park Ski Train. Mm-hmm. I don't even think they run actual cargo through there anymore not for, yeah not for a long time man it's really just for yeah the it's like a just like a fun ride up and a fun ride back yeah so i don't know why all of the security but maybe they want to avoid killing a whole bunch of people i don't know hard to say and that also doesn't have anything to do with freedom of expression except for if i'm talking about where the trains run or where that tunnel is for that matter and those recordings were freely expressing get the fuck out of here in 17 different languages to you <laughs> so so yeah i i see the connection to all of them i know what you're you're talking about um but okay so we know kind of what the government looks for you know, here's kind of my thing, and I, I think you agree, but I don't know. So, and I probably said this before too, but as far as I'm concerned, the way my rights are framed is that I can do whatever the fuck I want as long as I don't hurt anybody else. Okay, so to use the example that I think it was the Supreme Court that used um, you know, you can't go into a, a theater full of people and y'all fire yeah. because somebody's going to get trampled. 
And at that point, your freedom of expression has harmed someone. So as long as what I say doesn't hurt you, then I can say whatever the fuck I want. And if you don't like what I say, don't listen to the fucking podcast, turn the fucking channel, don't buy my book, whatever the fuck it is, just don't do it. But I can say whatever the fuck I want. Again, as long as I don't hurt anybody. Okay, so but you, you have to know that immediately some asshole is going to come out and make some bullshit rhetorical argument about what it is that constitutes harm, right? There, this is going to happen. Probably, and it probably has in the past. I mean, but again, I was just thinking, and this stuff doesn't have anything to do with expression either, but, you know, I should be able to have a pit bull and a dragon and coke and fucking heroin and whatever all of that stuff I want a dragon. and as long as my dragon doesn't blow fire on your house and my pit bull doesn't kill your dog and my snorting coke and doing heroin doesn't do anything to you then i should be able to do all of that fucking stuff without a problem now is somebody going to come and say well saying that stuff hurt my feelings maybe you know, I find it offensive and that hurt my, what, religious ethics. Um, I, I don't know. Um, but I'm talking about actual fucking harm. Well, okay. Still, like, people are going to, like, just because I don't, I, I don't want to, I understand. Of course, I agree with what you're saying. I just know that, like, so many stupid motherfuckers, you know, I if my space is here and your space is there, you know, I, I think Dave Chappelle's funny. I don't give a fuck if he offends you. You know, I'm going to watch Dave Chappelle and I'm going to listen to him because he makes me fucking laugh. Right. It has nothing to do with anything else other than fucking comedy. But, you know, all the stupid shit, you know, that somebody says on the side, you know, well, we're off limits, you know. No, that, that, that's not, you know. But uh, still, somehow or another, there are all these spaces like Twitter. So Twitter just got bought. Elon Musk, they, they closed the deal, right? He, he he did you hear what he did on the first day when he walked in there fired a bunch of people well, right? he did, he, that wasn't on the first day that was a few days later but when he walked in he carried a sink in and it had a sign on it let, let that sink in I thought he was gonna throw it out the window no no he just was playing playing games with words because all these people and there's no doubt Elon Musk is a fucking douchebag but the way that the Twitterati you know has done these things where they've I do not like the former president of the United States. It, I, I, I'd kick his knee out if he was standing in my fucking room. Honestly, I would. I'd break his fucking knee. But having said that, my that's in my house, in my space, in my personal space. I'm not going to go out anywhere else and, and do that. And I think that he should be able to get on Twitter and say whatever the fuck he wants to, you know? He should be. Especially since he's not going on there and saying, now... We we could talk about the January sixth stuff a, a, a little bit, but uh, on some level, whether you like it or not, some of the bullshit that he pulled was a reaction to the things that were going on as they tried to silence him and whatnot. So um, we live in a weird world right now, where only certain things are allowed to be said in these some of these these spaces. And uh, when I look at Twitter, when I look at Facebook, I I personally think they should be public. Uh, Utilities. I think that they're 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 a space where uh, we should be able to have dialogue, and anything that anybody wants to say should be there. 
I, I think so too. I was telling you earlier this week that, you know, I'm, I'm not a Nazi. I don't believe in the Nazi movement. I'm not a fucking skinhead or a fucking KKK guy. But I think that those guys should be able to say whatever the fuck it is they want to say. If you don't like it, don't read it. Um, if it ends up causing a problem where they say something like, you know, put a fucking, what did they do to put a yellow star on somebody or, or burn a cross on somebody's lawn or something like that, then at that point, you've got to kind of, you know, rein them back because they are now impeding on somebody else's rights. Yeah, rights, yeah. <laughs> but... <clears throat> They, because of where we live, because of what the Constitution says, they should be able to say whatever the fuck it is they want. I don't like the things they say, but that doesn't mean that they can't say them. I, can have, I, I mean, I, I, I just don't – I think that if you start playing games with that one, um, and I don't consider this – I mean, these are liberal ideals, I mean, in terms of freedom, and I don't generally identify, identify myself as, as hyper-liberal, but I do think that – it's better to have uh, once you start rolling things back, you're gonna. You, it's gonna go. It's first. It's Trump, and then it's gonna be this one. It's gonna be that one. It's gonna be this one. It's gonna be that one. Uh, I, I just don't think. Uh, I mean, there's all those conversations on uh, Twitter about like dead naming, right? I mean, I, I think that if a person transitions, you should respect them, of course. But if a person's trying to be an asshole you really are going to take away their ability to express themselves from just doing something where they're just trying to provoke a response out of somebody, you know? Are you talking about trolls? Well, trolls, when they do so, like like on, on Twitter, there was an incident where a person um, was banned because they called uh, a person their given name after they had transitioned and created and identified another name. And they got banned for that. And that's Transitioned just, has died? No. They they transgender. Oh, they went okay. from being. Uh, I don't know if it was a male to a female or a female to a male, but dead naming is something inside of those communities that is, you know, my my little sister she she shoots your eye out you know with the BB gun if you if you did it to one of her people, because she but the the rules like in that instance like it's 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 odd and it's funny, um, how. Like on, in one instance, we're talking about Nazis, you know, and Nazis being able to say what they want to say, but like a person gets kicked off a of Twitter for, for dead naming a person. Well, so are they not allowed to do that because it puts that new transgender person in danger or because that transgender person just doesn't want to be identified as that? That's, uh, so... Yeah, dead, dead naming is 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 uh, is hurtful. Right, but what I'm saying is, are they banned on Twitter because now that person is in danger somehow? Because you're you're you're, you're trying to apply your your interpretations of what is it. What I'm saying is that on Twitter they use a different set of. No, I understand that, but I'm asking truly: is the person in danger, or is it just because they don't want to be that way? They, they, it's because they, the argument is... It hurts their feelings. Okay, that's fine. That's all I wanted to know. It, I wasn't trying to apply they my shit. And then they intended to, to, to hurt that person. 
like they knew full well that that person was no longer the person that they were identifying as such, and they were only identifying them that way because out of spite or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Well, fuck it. That's not the kind of harm I was talking about. Um, I still think that those people should be able to say what the fuck it is they want to say. I, I, yes, and and I think that the only reason why I brought up Elon and I don't trust him to be the the guardian of free speech. Yeah, the sure. savior. Yeah. Thank you, Elon. But there, there's little doubt that the uh, the people that were at the top of the Twitterati, um, they needed a shakeup. They needed to be because ultimately. The space has been dominant with specific ideological dispositions for a long time. So sometimes, you know, and and they've taken something that's subjective and turned it into an object, and that's not cool. Well, so then if if what we say is true, and anybody can say whatever the fuck it is they want, as long as it doesn't harm someone, like truly harm them, like like the way they in in like in the physically Supreme, yeah. or PTSD or in the Supreme something. Court rulings on the that's why they use the fire thing because they if somebody actually gets hurt physically hurt physically injured right yes. uh-huh. so if if we use that and we say anybody can say whatever then where where do we end up drawing the line because. Like, okay, so as far as I'm concerned, we should let 85% of the people in prison go, and we should increase the death penalty to rapists and pedophiles as well. Um, But with that being said, rapists and pedophiles should be able to say whatever the fuck it is they want to say, as long as they're not posting pictures of fucking little kids or telling people I'm going to go rape this person or you should rape this person they should be able to say whatever it is they want no matter how offensive it may be um so where where do we draw the line do we say no to that do we say no to murderers being able to say what they want do you know what i'm saying well you know the 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 problem with asking the question like that is that there are people that are significantly more uh creative about a response to that question than me I mean, if your if your idea is to come in with uh, to make sure that you're protecting the the right, then you should always be protecting the right until the exception presents itself to you. But as far as I'm concerned, by protecting the right, we protect the people. When we start taking away the right, the people are in more danger. And I know that nobody sees it that way. But the when we start taking away those rights then the people are in more danger from whoever took the rights away than they are from any of the people that are posting you know the shit. Do you know why I answered the question the way that I answered it, though? Do you understand why I yes. did that? Because there is no... There is no the, so, like, the concrete position where the individual is harmed is not something that I'm going to necessarily... Because I don't sit there and fantasize about, like, you know, pedophilic ways of, of you know... I mean, so, like... I, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question in that instance, right? Like, I because I I don't want to put you know I don't think kids should be put in danger even more than no. an adult should be put in danger, especially since a kid can't protect themselves in a way that an adult might be able to protect themselves. No, they can't. So, and it, I mean, it breaks my fucking heart to say something like that because I fucking truly, truly despise pedophiles, but. You believe in the the, 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 the principle of the yes of the yes I get it um so you know 
I mean, necrophiliacs, post what you want. People that want to fuck horses, talk about fucking horses. Um, goats, sheep, whatever. I don't know. I mean, that's just my opinion. And maybe I'm wrong, but I think that where we are now is that we're on a fucking slippery slope. And, and we're not only on a slippery slope, but we're like Sisyphus on a slippery slope. Well, especially when, like, and the reason why I brought up that specific, like, like when you said the left, the left, there shouldn't be a left interpretation, inter, interpretation of disinformation and a right interpretation interpretation of disinformation but we've gotten to the point where like these are very well constructed things and tons and tons of people that i know you know would like if i if i said that uh, the the wuhan lab you know uh, was funded by nih and they were doing uh this uh type of uh research to try to um, gain a function research to try to see if they could uh, create certain capabilities out of these viruses. Uh, there are people that are uh, on the left side of the spectrum that are going to automatically accuse me of being uh, a right a right wing person just by virtue of saying saying that fact. You know, right? Um, regardless of you know whether or not it's true, they'll say, "Oh, you just you want to believe that, that that it's a Chinese disease and the, that uh, you know you're being racist against Chinese people, which of course would be ironic because I'm married to a Chinese woman and right. I have a Chinese daughter, right? But having said that, the siloed positions have become so dominant. Like immediately, as soon as they disbanded it, those libertarian people who were who were complaining about it, there were you know. They were, you know, doing yeah, an, we doing, won, yeah, we won. An, yeah, doing an end zone dance essentially. That's what the Ken Clippenstein said when he said that's why he ended up writing the, the article in the first place because he saw these people that were like saying we succeeded at something, but he's like, I, I don't know, I don't know. And as soon as he talked to those people, and particularly that, like, uh, if you can find the article, like those, the declassified documents, there's some fucked up shit in there, and it's boring. It's like what Brian was saying with regards to, you know, it's. It's 23 and a half hours of pure fucking boredom, but that one half hour where you find the meat of what it is that those motherfuckers are doing, if you allow yourself to be siloed into a, an ideological disposition like that, then you're helping to create the conditions to where these things can happen to where we are not allowed to express ourselves freely. We're not allowed to say, if somebody brings some information to us about uh, the way that this you know, COVID came about in the first place, well, I mean, it's science, right? We're supposed to test it we're supposed to think about it we're supposed to take the information but this is like it's funny like how much the left and when i say the left i mean the 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 mainstream liberal left uh was so um critical of trump and like the flat earther kind of concepts and all that stuff because they were talking shit about the way that they these these spaces maintain their thoughts with regards to science but the other side of that, you you all won't even like entertain the possibility of of this gain of function research discussion, which is, if you look at it, is objectively a lot more likely than having it go from a pig to a bat to a human. That shit is very 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 complicated. It, stuff does not just happen like that over fucking night. So, so do science. Love science. You know, don't 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 bitch about a group for for being fake science people and then become a fake science person yourself. Test. Prove.
disprove. Test again. Yeah. Never fucking stop. All right. Well, um, what do you guys think of freedom of expression? You and ask. Ashburn, Virginia. Let me know. <laughs> um, you can reach us at 720-334-ROLL. And uh, I know we have a, an email address. <laughs> I know. I should have stole it as part. Um, shortbusdebateclub at yahoo.com. Um, I think we're at the end of the ride. You got anything else? Roll, bitches. All right. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next week.